G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, today is International Women's Day. So a thought or two today on how women perhaps may be affected by the rise of transgenderism. It might be the most important conversation you'll hear all day today. Even the lesbian tennis champion Martina Navratilova has been decrying the movement of transgender people into female sport, saying it's just not fair. Well, let's get some insights today as we do, in some sense, celebrate women. As it is International Women's Day, Bill Muhlenberg back with us. Hello, Bill. Welcome back to 2020. Great to be back. Well, Bill, if you care about women, you need to be raising this sort of topic today because those who are not caring about women are perhaps even promoting transgenderism in sport, which seems to be decimating women's sport. What are your thoughts? Well, no question at all that this is happening. Uh, I've often been documenting cases of this over the last few years, and it just seems to get worse by the day. Uh, Generally, as with trans as a whole, it tends to be more guys who are claiming they are now gals, uh, assuming or identifying as a female, even though uh, absolutely nothing has changed. Every single cell in their body still remains 100% male. The DNA doesn't get transformed by putting on a dress or wearing a a wig or whatever. So uh, most of this is, certainly in the sporting arena as well, guys who are obviously bigger, faster, stronger. uh, That's simply fact of life. That's science. uh, Claiming to be females, entering female competitions, and, well, basically winning everything they do. (laughs) It's... uh, Incredible, and a lot of women athletes, while many are afraid to speak out, of course, it's not politically correct to raise your disappointment here, but some are, and, uh, you know, they just say this is not fair. Men should not be competing in women's sport. We've always had the two separate for a good reason, but now that all is being undone. And, yeah, as you say, on a day like uh, Women's Day, uh, all females, in fact, all men as well, should be up in arms at this war against women's sport and what really may become the end of uh, women's sport. Bill, a lot of people do try to simplify, minimize this idea of equality so that transgender people can play women's sport by saying, uh, why don't we just adjust hormone levels, uh, testosterone and those sorts of things? And if, if the levels are all okay, that must make it all an equal playing field. But as you indicate, it's a little bit more complicated than that because there are much, much more significant differences between men and women. Uh, what are your thoughts on the sorts of things you've been researching? Well, there's a whole range of differences. I mean, up until recently, this was all pretty commonsensical stuff. 
but we live in uh, kind of nonsensical times where uh, common sense and reality are being thrown out the window. So we once again have to restate the obvious here. And uh, in this case, uh, well, men and women are different in so many areas, not just their anatomy, not just their physical makeup, not just, uh, you know, how they do and perform certain tasks, uh, but, you know, a lot of studies, even the brains themselves are hardwired differently between men and women. Uh, plenty of books I've just was looking through a bibliography I put together on this. I've got about 20-some books by various scientists that have all come out in the last, say, 20 or so years. Men and women are different in every area. And uh, given the huge physical differences, uh, you know, simply the use of hormones and steroids, well, and up until recently, that was the very thing uh, sporting committees looked into and made sure that this was not happening, that women themselves were not cheating the system by uh, using things, prohibited substances and the like. So, uh, you know, for years, women had to be very scrupulous here, not to be found uh, doping themselves, using drugs that would give them an unfair advantage. Uh, and if they would be caught out, their medals from long ago would be taken away. But now we have exactly this happening. We have men pretending they're females, and in some cases, some women who are now trying to become men, and again, doing all the hormones and steroids and so on. So the very thing that kind of made athletics fair, certainly for women's sport, uh, now we're just undoing it right before our very eyes. We're saying uh, anybody can do anything, basically, and, uh, well, guess who keeps losing? Women, of course. Of course, anyone who plays golf knows that women tee off from a tee which is making the fairway slightly shorter than mm-hmm. a men's because men have this stronger uh, capability of hitting a golf ball further but there are all sorts of adjustments that have been made in women's sport uh, shot put uh, javelins discuses uh, even in the idea of women's cricket uh, the, the cricket ball is a slightly different weight uh, bill if you put men into these uh, then those men have a clear advantage uh, when it comes to performance in sport yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, up until recently, this was a no-brainer. Everybody knew that was unfair and it shouldn't happen. So yeah, as you rightly say, I've uh, quoted some uh, experts here and who've said the very thing you mentioned, for example, something like women's Olympic shot put. Uh, the shot is four kilos for a woman, but it's seven kilos for a man. Uh, things like men's javelin, they have to weigh about 800 grams and be about 2.6 meters long, whereas the women's javelin are 600 grams and are about 2.2 meters long. On and on it goes, as you say, uh, shorter golf courses for women than men. So we've always known there are genuine physical differences between men and women. So to get that kind of fairness and equality, we've adjusted for it. We've, uh, you know, made differences. Uh, you can look at other areas. We've been allowing women into the military, and, of course, we have to dumb down the requirements, the, how heavy of a pack they can carry on their backs and so on. It's, you know, it's, we can't escape 
the fact that men and women are different biologically, genetically, in every way. Uh, but this whole movement, uh, this invasion, if you will, of men into women's sport uh, with the trans uh, agenda, it's, uh, well, it's really decimating women's sport. Bill, you've been writing also about the significance of that trans agenda this week and some of the sorts of things are quite horrifying around the world where if you were to speak up on some of these issues, in some countries it's getting harder and harder. Canada is one of those countries and some people would say with their left-leaning prime minister and left-leaning government, uh, really gung-ho in all of these issues of transgender, very, very tough for anyone to speak up in favour of how you might defend women in sport. Mm, Well, that's right. Canada is, as you say, one of the leaders in all this with Justin Trudeau fully embracing the homosexual and trans agenda, even talking about heavy fines. Uh, for those who dare to say anything differently, uh, recall Jordan Peterson, the Canadian psychologist who was just out here. He got into trouble for not bowing to the dictates of the state on this very issue and being forced to call a man by female pronouns and so on. So, yeah, we're seeing, and as you say, I list in my one of my recent articles a number of these cases where people are being punished for daring to, you know, stick with biology and reality instead of fall in the trance before the trans agenda. So people are being fined. Some people are losing their jobs. There's even been some people being arrested for uh, violating the new trans code of uh, right and wrong. So it's really scary stuff, not just sports, but that's certainly an area, as, uh, again, today of, of all days, we should be concerned about. We should allow women to compete um, fairly, that is, with other women and not with men who think they're women. Bill, about standing firm as a Christian, because while the world might be wavering at every turn when it comes to this transgender pressure that is on, there's a real onus, isn't there, here on Christians to stand firm according to truth that isn't changing the idea that men are men, that women are women, and uh, that we do look out for each other. But if we don't stand, uh, we'll be swept away. Well, absolutely. And again, this is not just uh, a lot of bad ideas. It's being backed up by government uh, enforcement, uh, where if you take a wrong step in this area, say the wrong thing, you will be punished. So it is costly. Uh, all the more reason for why we as Christians should stand up and be counted. And, of course, it's not just Christians. A lot of uh, secular uh, female athletes, as I quote in some of my new articles, are speaking out. One gal even wrote a letter to the Olympic Committee last year simply saying, this is not fair. This is disadvantaging women, and this will be the end of our sport. But as Christians, as you say, we have various concerns. One, God knew what he was doing in Genesis 1 and 2, and we read about how he created us, male and female. When we try to disrespect those two uh, sexes, blur the genders, pretend, uh, you know, it doesn't matter, well, we're really telling God he was wrong, in what he did and what his creation was all about was not good. So, sure, in the fallen world, things can get a bit fuzzy. 
and there are some legitimate uh, minuscule cases of genuine intersex condition, but that's not the case with 99% of what we're dealing with here. So it's a, it's a real worry. Christians of all people should be standing up for the way God made us, man and woman. Bill, we've been talking about this now for years in the lead-up to the marriage debate and with the warnings that came in that time. Uh, here we are seeing these things now come to the fore. Uh, people are going to be reliant on new levels of leadership here that can stand firm, even in the face of ideologues who will try to put them down. But somehow or other, there's got to be a newfound courage that arises I wonder whether you're seeing any sign of that courage around the nation uh, and whether you've got any thoughts about how that courage needs to actually come to the fore now because if we leave it too much longer, it'll be too late. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Thankfully, there are some leaders left. Um, Of course, we got some elections coming up, New South Wales, federal election, and some of them have spoken out on some of these issues. Uh, the trans agenda is, of course, fully intertwined with the whole so-called safe schools program. And we have had politicians, past and present, speaking out on that. John Howard has spoken out against it. Uh, Tony Abbott has been clear. People like Corey Bernardi, George Christensen, and others have all been pretty straightforward. Uh, you know, we don't want to buy into any of this uh, safe schools stuff, this transgender and gender fluidity stuff. So we've got some politicians that we need to support. We obviously have some pro-family groups who are trying to fight the good fight. So there's some. But, yeah, we could use a whole lot more. We need more leaders. We need more Christians. We need more pastors standing up on a Sunday morning in the pulpit uh, saying we need to get back to the way God created us as male and female. Well, I'll see it as a little bit of a stance in defense of women and especially women's sport today in our conversation, Bill, pointing people to some of these articles that you've been writing through the week, a good way to get informed about some of the things that are going on. One of those ones we've been talking about is called Trans Sport and the Assault on Women. Another one, Time to Expose the Radical Gender Ideology. I'll point people to BillMuhlenberg.com or you can simply Google Culture Watch, one single word, and you'll find the latest articles written by Bill. Bill, thanks so much for taking some time to share your thoughts with us today on 2020. Always a pleasure. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.